Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor. Your music now. This is Beat. This is Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor and in the virtual studio with me today is Oisín Leahy Furlong from the band Thumper. Their album, Delusions of Grandeur, is just about to come out. They've released a slew of singles from it so far. I'm very interested to talk to Oshin to find out what makes the band tick and hopefully find out a little bit about their plans for the future. Oshin, I'm going to begin by asking you a, a kind of a fairly basic question, but I always think it's an interesting one. How would you describe your music for somebody who hasn't heard it before? Well... We conceived as the of the project as as attempting to create something that we were calling noise pop, <clears throat> which is um, basically we're trying to see how far we can push it in both of those directions at the same time and still have it make sense as a song. Um, really, really into ABBA, into the Beatles, into all that sort of stuff. Um, just pure melody and harmony and and. Um, you know, myself and Alan are really into like kind of, you know, vocal doo-wop music from the 60s and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but at the same time, we're really into like King Gizzard, the OCs, uh, you know, the Pixies, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, at all times, it's sort of like this this balancing act of trying to marry those two things Um you know, it's pretty, we've got two drummers and three guitarists and four vocals kind of up the front doing harmonies and stuff. Uh, so it's pretty loud and bombastic live, but it's it's also pretty important to us that if you strip away all that, you know, it's still, uh, it would be just as powerful if we were singing to you on a piano or something. Mm. It's interesting you said the Pixies, because I actually have a note there myself from from listening to, I think the first track of yours that I heard was this track from a few years ago called Down. Mm-hmm. And uh, and all, all the subsequent singles that I've heard, there's, the Pixies is definitely a touchstone for me because you, I, I find your music very melodic, but equally you have that kind of loud, quiet, loud thing going on. Mm. So I, I, I'm kind of heartened and gladdened to hear you invoke the Pixies <laughs> as an influence there. You know, uh, Yeah, uh, serious, serious uh, contact high, I think, of, of listening to all that music as a, as a teenager. I think it's it's stayed with me. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I, th- I think whenever you start a band, you certainly you kind of kick things off just aping the things that you like. <clears throat> and eventually a lot of that stuff falls away as you kind of find your own voice. But inevitably there's some stragglers, so I'm definitely guilty of the loud, quiet, loud fetishization. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, it's worked for numerous years, so there's no hassle to it. And also, I love the dynamic of it because it really does mean songs go up and down and it's not just, we're going to start at 10 and stay there until it's finished. Uh, although that can be good as well in some in in, in certain um, contexts. I'm sure we've been accused of that many a time, Rob, as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so Thumper are your six-piece band, as you said. Uh, I haven't seen you live yet, but hopefully we'll resolve that at some stage in the not-too-distant future. Um, there, there, there's been a resurgence in the last couple of years of guitar music. Seems to be a lot of it based in Dublin. Uh, you're from Dublin, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, based in Dublin anyway, yeah. Most ba- ba- from here. Okay, based in Dublin. So again, look, there's a, there's a, there's a slew of names who are, we're, we're all familiar with. So the likes of Fontaine's DC or the Murder Capital or um, there's a new band, Scattered Ashes, who I've heard of recently. I hadn't seen them before, but uh, again, in that kind of mould, uh, I've seen the I've seen this label attached 
to numerous bands like this and it's called post-punk. Is that really just a label for guitar music in the 21st century? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I, like the, the post-punk as it's referred to now is normally just kind of journalistic shorthand for a bunch of lads with guitars in a band. <laughs> um, and it's, it is true to describe some of those bands and even some, just maybe some of the songs that those bands have. Um, but really, <clears throat> I, I understand why it's, why it's stuck. And I also understand why these bands get lumped together. You mentioned Fontaine's and Murder Capital, also like Shame and Girl Band, yep. or Gilla Band, I should say. And, um, you know, it makes sense. If you like one of those bands, you're probably going to like the other ones. But then when you individually, they're all aiming for something completely different. So uh, it's only the, the the name only kind of serves a purpose so far, I think. Um, certainly, we don't, I, I think of all those bands, maybe because it, it's my band, I really don't understand it being attributed to us because when I think of post-punk, I think of <clears throat> kind of minimalism and, you know, often kind of spoken word lyrics and, um, you know, that, that type of thing. <clears throat> and for the most part that you're not going to find any of that in our music. So it's very much maximalist in design and many harmonies and mm. as much hooks and stuff as you can possibly cram in there. So, um, is, is there a problem of people like me and, and others trying to categorize music? Well, <clears throat> no, it's, it's up to everyone's interpretation and, mm. um, the, the way you hear it is not necessarily wrong just because that's not the way I intended it. <laughs> Similarly, if you think that a song is about something and that's, I didn't write it with that in mind at all, there's, there really isn't anything to say that it's any less true. Just like, it, that's the beauty of songwriting <clears throat> is that it is open to interpretation and that relationship between the, the artist and the audience that dynamic is important to the whole process. Not in the sense that I'm considering it when I'm writing, but certainly it's, it should be a conversation. It should be a communal uh, thing. When you go to a gig, it's audience and band together, creating an energy in the room. Um, same with the, same with the album, it's the listener and, and the record. So yeah. no, it doesn't really, doesn't really bother me, but uh, yeah, sometimes it can feel a bit lazy, I suppose. Yeah, well, I think it is. I, 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 and I say this as a as a culprit of it that I think it can be lazy because you're just looking for a kind of a hook to to hang things on, and you know maybe in the past it was easier to make those distinctions. Like there were clear distinctions between uh, a, a rock band and a metal band, for example. Although there were always some in the middle as well. And then you have pop music and hip hop music and electronic music they're all very very different jazz everything. but now like I think there's a huge melting pot in music of, of across across the entire spectrum whether it's Irish music or, 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 or stuff from the UK or America or France or it doesn't matter where it's from there's a huge melting pot I think I think that divide though is often just perception like you know 30 years ago you had to draw a line in the sand of what type of music you were into because records were so fucking expensive and it was the only way to do it so you're yeah. like i am now a pop fan i am going to buy pop music and that's what i like but then you know retroactively you look back and you realize that a lot of the biggest pop acts were 
fairly alternative or some of the more alternative acts were totally into pop music. <laughs> you know, if you think of like Tears for Fears or something like an amazing mm-hmm. band with amazing songs and something, some incredible things to say, uh, meaningful, you know, not shallow music by any means, but they probably would have been lumped into that category for a long time. Um, and then similarly, like there's a lot of like hand on heart rock bands from that era. You look back at now and it's just the most vacuous shit you've ever heard. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that that's actually changed. I think it's just people's perspective, probably with the likes of Spotify and all people just listen to everything now and that divide becomes less important. Yeah, yeah. There's also the thing about, you know, in the past, a pop artist wasn't a serious artist, whereas the serious artists were, you know, making music in a cave somewhere that was heard by a yeah. few people. Um, although a lot of the the, the the alternative artists from the 1980s or, or, or even the 1990s, they had mm. huge audiences. I think if you're describing your music as serious, you can go get fucked. It's the, it's, that is the most boring <laughs> description I've ever heard. Like, the Velvet Underground are the best crack ever. <laughs> Yeah, like that's not fucking serious music just because he doesn't smile, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can hear a song like well, "I'm I'm sticking with you" because I made it a glue. They're having the crack. They really are. You can tell they just had a laugh in the studio. Yeah, all this stuff is imbued half the and, time with so much humor, and if you're not picking up on that, then you're kind of missing the point. I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, right. So let's talk about Thumper's music then, because okay, so the album is coming out next week. Uh, Delusions of Grandeur. It's out on the eighteenth. Eighteenth, eighteenth. The Friday. Next week is a mess because it's that extra long yeah. bank holiday thing. Blah blah blah. Uh, now you're doing a gig that night. When when this is broadcast. This will have mm-hmm. been in the past. We're in this strange kind of podcast time travel. Uh, machine where the past is the future and the future is the past yeah. and etc cetera, etc cetera, right so i haven't heard the album yet i've heard all the singles uh, i one of the things that strikes me uh, never mind sonically one of the things that strike me about your songs is that i i get a sense of the outsider and that kind of negative sad bop emotion that might be in there so for example bring me down you're bringing me down or the loser um do you see yourselves as outsiders? Uh, well, there's kind of different ways to attack that, I suppose. Um, when we started this band, well, I mean, this, the band kind of started in stop, starts and stops because it did, at the very beginning, it was just me alone <clears throat> bringing out these lo-fi tapes, which is fairly outsidery, I suppose. Um, and then okay. uh, I was just sort of distrib- distributing them around Dublin and stuff. And then we started getting booked for festivals, so I had to build a band around that. And then years later, it's kind of transformed into a collaborative, separate thing, even though it's the same name. Um, but like when it when we were doing that, this this the music that we were making was the least cool thing you could possibly be doing. Like guitar music with melodies and the influences that we were pulling from, it just was so uncool. Like. And uh, I think our success at the time probably is reflective of that or lack thereof. Um, <laughs> but down, down the line, as you say, there's a post-punk revival thing, but we don't really belong to that either, uh, as we covered. So I suppose in that sense, we're outsiders, uh, or it can feel that way sometimes. But honestly, I prefer to you know, fail on our own terms than kind of just try to do what we think will go down well with an audience 
Um, I know that might sound a bit glib, but it's it's genuinely the truth. And I think, you know, trends pass. And I think the reason maybe we've stuck around is because we never really attached ourselves to any of that stuff. Um, when when you said fail, what do you mean? <clears throat> what do you mean by well, failure? Like if we release this record and it gets panned and uh, we're the laughing stock of the the global music community because of our terrible record, uh, it truly will, will not matter to us because every note of music on this thing was laboured over and uh, we love it and it was totally a design that we, you know, are emotionally attached to. So. So yeah, that that that's what I mean. F- failing on our own terms is just doing what what you think is the right thing, regardless of whether someone else thinks you're a, a, a failure or not. So 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 we really what are you talking about? Kind of commercial success then, as opposed to your own artistic. <clears throat> yeah, well, there's loads of different ways you and, can and succeed, the and there's of loads that. of ways you can fail. Artistically, I I mm. totally deem this a success. Um, it remains to be seen <laughs> whether it's a commercial success or not. But re- but honestly, we're, it doesn't matter. Like we're, we'll be on to the next thing. Then we'll just keep going. So um, yeah, failure. It's not failure with a capital F. It's just uh, you know, there's different different ways to attack this. Is it important to you what other people's opinion is of of your music? Uh, yeah. Well, I love. I, I still get a kick out of people singing the songs back and it still feels like a novelty when people come up to me and say that they love our music or whatever. Um, and maybe, maybe I do crave it <laughs> a little bit as well. I'm not sure. Um, but I just, I love, I love doing it and I love playing live. And I, like I mentioned earlier, I love the, the, communal feeling of being in a room where everyone is on the same page but I've never let that influence the actual creation of the music I wouldn't you know I won't be repeat we wouldn't be repeating ourselves because we know what will go down well or whatever and certainly actually it's been it's been a nice Mm. test in the last two years we can't gig we can't read an audience so really this whole record is made in a complete vacuum so um you know it really (laughs) I really have no idea what people are going to think of it uh, well, look, based on the singles that we've heard so far, I don't think it's any sort of a failure. Capital F or lowercase <laughs> F, it doesn't matter. I think uh, I, I, you, you've definitely got something there anyway. So, And at the end of the day, what I always think is if you're happy with the music, well, then it's a success and everything else is yeah, just gravy it. on top of that, you know. Um, I'd like to ask you about the, the new single, Fear of sure. Art. Uh, I've watched, I've just watched the video first. So uh, I do think this song is maybe... It's a good calling card for all the other music that I've heard of Thumper. It's got a, that kind of. It's got a lot of dynamic. It's quite melodic. Uh, there are some meticulously layered guitars on it. Um, I'd love to know how many guitar tracks you actually have recorded. I would say it's more than two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the video gives me a kind of an aesthetic. A, there's a very cinematic aesthetic to it. Uh, I like. I like the look of it. I like the story of it. Um, you know, um, yeah, so l- l- let's just talk about the single, then we talk about the video. So Fear of Art, the song, I said it's perhaps, you know, a, a calling card for Thumper. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I, 
you're allowed yeah. to disagree by the way I, don't, I won't be offended you know it's funny you don't you don't think about these things really until someone like yourself asks you <laughs> it's i think it's kind of it can be the death of you sometimes to be over overly conscious of your, your own context or, or something um that said uh yeah there's certainly sonic touchstones it's one of my favorite tracks on the record and it's and it's one of the oldest songs on there as well um it's kind of okay uh we were talking about the loud, quiet, loud vibe. And that song was sort of a, an exercise in trying to not do that so much. And the chorus is, has this sort of contained um, kind of tension to it that I like. Like the hat stay closed, doesn't go up into a big crashy, you know, it doesn't go to the obvious place. I wanted it to rise with the melody as a, and the the um the words as opposed to um a musical dynamic although i did you know i want that curve want that curve to kind of go up and up and up um mm. yeah I, I love that tune it's it's uh, i'm really really happy that we get to release that as a single and the video then that goes with it so the video has a kind of a story it's a family in a grand spot and maybe they're, they're appearing one way with themselves and then another way with the cameras rolling um so uh are you are you fans of cinema certainly like uh because there's a cinematic element to it yeah we did that we did that video with um the collective who are a production company in dublin and um a lot of the time i'm very very hands-on with the visuals and concepts and all that sort of stuff uh and this is the first time i it was kind of, it was much more collaborative I, I pretty much relinquished a lot of control to them and trusted them uh, a beautiful uh director called jade de robles uh directed it and she wrote it as well i basically just said look i want it to be i want to end with a burning car to 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 mirror the album cover and i want it to be uh, to have this sort of like incredible weird politeness to the whole thing, you know, everyone trying their best not to show their true faces, um, go. <laughs> and so she was like, I, okay. I can do this. She went off. I didn't see her two weeks and then met up and she had this dossier with like characters and all their backgrounds and all this information about each character and then a blow by blow minute to minute what's happening in the video and all these visual references to uh, Michelle Gondry music videos and uh, stuff like that and uh, mm. her uh, her uh, interpretation of the song uh, was slightly different to you know what what I had imagined but that was perfect it was amazing and uh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait to work with him again. Honestly, it was it was really really nice to be able to to just do like give that to the experts as opposed to my my pigeon filmmaking skills. You know, are you used to relinquishing control to others? <clears throat> well, as I said, Tumper started is just me, uh, and then now it's absolutely not just me, um, and I couldn't be happier. I love collaborating, and I and especially in the music, especially in now with the videos, it, it ends up with something much more interesting than if it's just me. It, it tends to be one color, if you like, 
you know, if, if it's only one voice <clears throat> and uh, certainly surrounding each song with people much more talented than me has, has meant that, uh, yeah, they all have, a, a, each one has a kind of a different, different palette and different, uh, different life to them. This is Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor. I'm in conversation with Oshin Leahy Furlong from the band Thumper. Uh, we're talking about their new album, Delusions of Grandeur, talking about singles, videos. Uh, but the other kind of leg of a musician's stool is live gigs. Now, I haven't seen Thumper live. I would love to see you live. I missed you by this much a couple of years ago. Uh, you were playing in Mother Hubbard's in Dublin, actually. And uh, myself and my wife were down at a play. I think it's Mother Hubbard's. Is that Mother what that place Hubbard. is called? Mother Hubbard's. Oh, so or is there Isn't that a, like a that? Turkish restaurant? So, okay, <laughs> I'm, there was so, so it was a couple of years ago. Myself and my missus were up in Dublin. We were watching a play, and uh, the play finished, and ye were playing somewhere. It was somewhere okay, in Dublin yeah. City, um, uh, and I, I I can't remember the name. Mother Hubbard's is probably some <laughs> restaurant that I was in that I don't remember. Anyway, we, we eggs, arrived up, Rob. we legged it up. Well, yeah, we legged it up and we I, I think I heard the last bit of feedback and that was it, you were done. Okay, so I said, oh, we must get in to see him the next time. And then, well, you know, sh- shit happened. <laughs> uh, and there haven't been any gigs in the last while. I'd imagine you're quite energetic live. I wouldn't say you're sitting there now looking at your shoes and, you know, the, 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 the clock's passing on the wall. Um, h- how do you prep for shows now? Because you've got a gig coming up next week, album launch, you're playing as part of the mm. St. Patrick's Festival. How do, how do you how do you prep for that? Um, well, as you say, like we've been away from the gigging scene for a while. Uh, we managed to fit in a, a tour of the UK for a month in November, and we did a couple of, like restricted shows. Um, but really, we're we're, we're you know the, the sort of metamorphosis of a band it just constantly shifts, or at least you hope it does and when we first made the record we had just finished a big europe uh uh, festival tour and we went in to record like one single but we were just so tight that we ended up bashing out like nine songs in in a few days um and then went back and did a couple more we actually had too many songs we had to take some away but the point is that uh it was only going to be like a artifact of what we sounded like live at the time, because that was the main context for us and our music. Um, that changed in 2020 and we decided to re reevaluate our approach and basically with the absence of live music and not knowing when the hell it was ever going to come back again, we knew that the record needed to stand on its own two feet. So after all that, we're kind of changed <laughs> much more uh, detail orientated maybe. So, uh, Okay. I don't know. I, it hasn't happened yet. I have, we haven't returned to gigs yet. How do we? How do we uh, prepare for it? We've just been playing the album top to bottom over and over and over again until the middle of the night. Um, a lot of these songs started one way, and then the studio gradually changed to something else that we had never actually performed live. So we had to retroactively figure out how to play our own songs again. Um, and. Yeah, I suppose when it's our own show, we don't pull any punches and we, uh, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be really cathartic, I think, because, uh, mm. yeah, like I said, these songs have been made in a vacuum, so it's, there's a whole element to it that's been missing. Um, but like we're opening for Demo, uh, Dempsey, 
on the Friday, the day the album comes out. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how we prepare for that because uh, his audience aren't our audience necessarily. So, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, I'd say there's quite, there's a significant, he, he's an interesting artist. I mean, we talk about genres. He's mm. a guy who crosses numerous genres. And, oh, I, I, only, you know, I only mean like they're not um, there to see us. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So do we take that into account? It's, I don't know. It's a big question. <laughs> I, uh, I, cer- I certainly don't want to say uh, that we're going to pander no. to them, but uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's just another factor to consider, I suppose. No, but it's part of the St. Patrick's Festival, and I suppose that's a celebration mm-hmm. of Irish culture. So you're you're Irish culture, so I don't see why why you would need to pander <coughs> in any way. Uh, it's 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 in, like if you wanted to if you wanted to pander, you'd go out and murder a version of Danny Boy or something like that. Um, which which uh, and and you're not allowed to yeah, see. Yeah, I'm writing it down here. Murder Danny <laughs> yeah. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do a twelve minute post punk <laughs> version of Danny Boy. That might be an interesting one. <laughs> um, right. So, so you do. So you have. So that that that's on the nineteenth day. The album is coming out. Uh, looking on your website, I see that you have. Uh, you're playing at the Great Escape Festival in yes, Brighton sir. in May. I didn't see. I didn't see any other dates up there. But I'm going to assume that there are gigs in the pipeline. And they will hopefully be announced at some stage in the not too distant future. Would I be? A, would yeah, that be fair? Like, uh, we're supposed to be in Europe right now, but it was postponed to uh, to September. Um, so yeah, we'll be doing. You know, we're at the week of release, fifteenth, we're doing London. Eighteenth day comes out, we're supporting demo, and then the next day on the nineteenth, we're doing Grand Social. But we'll be doing a proper full tour, uh, Europe, UK, Ireland later in the year, after, and then shed load of festivals and stuff so yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to to taking the the train on the road excellent excellent um right so the album uh, delusions of grandeur it's uh, when you're hearing this it's out now it's out in the not too distant future i haven't heard the album uh so the singles are like fear of art ad nauseum the loser overbite i'm going to assume all of those singles yep. are on it are they yeah okay is is a uh, but is down yeah. on it by any chance Okay, just as well I have yeah, a copy yeah. of that on vinyl anyway. I'm delighted about that. Right. Um, so I haven't heard the album, so I can't ask you any kind of critical sure. questions. I'll, I'll send it over to you after and I, I don't, I, Brilliant. I'd love to have a listen to it. Yes, absolutely. I'd love that. Um, but I want to ask you about the concept of the album and considering where we are in kind of 21st century <clears> world <throat> of music. Uh, I want to ask you this question and I want to get the answer from two perspectives the perspective of Oshin the musician and then Oshin the music fan. What are your feelings on the album of the concept, or the, the concept of the album today <clears throat> as a package for music, if you know what I mean? It, it, it all depends what, who, who you are, what's your, pref, what's your preferences as a, as a band, what your goals are. There's just as much validity in the power of a single as there is the power of an album if that is what's Mm. important to you what's important to us is records that's how i listen to music that's what i grew up listening to and that's what we're going to keep making uh the singles you know they're a they're an advertisement for the album because a lot of these songs that you mentioned are part of a you know a fully conceived piece like overbite is the first part of a three part long song 
that we recorded in one. T- it's like we only split into three parts for the album, but it's a 20 minute long song. That is so we only released the first the first okay. third as a single. So like right there, it's like, well, you have to go and fucking listen to the album, don't you? Because you're not getting the full picture. Uh, it's like a, it's like looking in someone's letterbox and thinking, you know, it's in their fridge, Rob. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, and that's, like I said, as a, as a listener as well, that's, that's how I listen to music. Um, I listen, I listen to records, but that said, there's a million examples of absolutely fantastic singles. It's, it's just, uh, yeah, it's each, you know, this is my band and this is what we do. Someone else can do something else. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not coming at anyone. Is that a very political, yeah, political answer? I suppose the, no, it's not. It's just, I'm, I'm always intrigued by it because I don't like, I'm looking at things and you see, I see acts, singers, musicians, doesn't matter what, what genre they're in or, or, or where they're coming from. Are they releasing an album? Are they releasing, you know, nearly 20 singles in a row or they've mm. released a bunch of EPs or they've released what, what are called mini albums that has like six like or seven our, songs our, on it. This album is, a, is a double album? album. It's our first album. It's an hour long and most of the songs are seven minutes plus long. Now, if I was a businessman, if like our manager, I'm sure would love we could pop out a few more three and a half minute numbers or if the, if the album was about half an hour uh, shorter than it is so we wouldn't have to make twice as many vinyls uh, like I had <laughs> I was singing at a Daniel Johnston tribute night in Whelan's a couple of uh, weeks ago it was actually the day that all the restrictions were lifted so it was the first proper gig in Whelan's in two years or something and at the after party upstairs okay. there, uh, it was wee hours of the morning and I was talking to this Dutch lad who was trying to convince me to release from now on to release all my music as NFTs And uh, I just, I did, no, did I spoke and I, I, I sat there and I spoke to the man for about half an hour. I was like, okay, songwriting is a craft. You practice it and you get better at it. But ultimately there's a cosmic element to it and you have to snatch it while it's happening. It is art. It's coming from within. <laughs> it's not an application. It's not a, you know, <laughs> and he was like, yes, but if you, if you were to make an NFT and you sold it to the highest bidder, you could make as you could buy a car and you could drive to. I was like, bro, <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. I can't. If I could just pop out the loser twenty five more times, I would, <laughs> but I can't. I did it already, and I'm moving on. Um, so maybe it's maybe I'm just stubborn, but like, I you know I like records, I like tunes, so so sue me. Yeah, again, it goes back to the thing which you were saying earlier. I was asking about your measure of success, but if you're if you're feeling artistically fulfilled with with the work that you're producing, it's a success. Yeah, th- but I mean, over lockdown and stuff, when I had no idea how this stuff was going to be consumed, or if we'd ever play it live again, or if we would even survive as a unit, that really that really kind of challenged that notion in my head. Uh, certainly, it challenged. You know, I often preached like, you know, to your self-worth should be sort of taken from not what, like what you do or like what your job is or any, or any of these factors, like it should be from within. Um, I know this is sort of tangential, but like when, 
when all that was taken away, I was like, oh, I was totally, I am this. <laughs> I, I am a songwriter. I am a musician. I, all of my, not all of my, a lot of my happiness and my reason to, to live comes from doing this and, and bouncing it off people and the human connection. And so when that was all taken away, it was, it was fucking dark and bizarre and, it's very easy now that things are opening up again to say, oh yeah, it's not, it's, it's a success if it's, if it's, uh, if the album, you know, if it's what we wanted to achieve musically. Um, but I can only say that now that I know I get to share it with people and I do get to talk to people like yourself who are into it. And, um, mm. so yeah, I don't know, maybe it's just a constantly shifting state of mind, but, um, it, it has changed my perspective on it a little bit, I suppose. Yeah. So how, how, how worried were you that Thumper wouldn't last through COVID? Well, let me put it to you this way. At any given time, I would say about half the band was having a complete mental breakdown. <laughs> Luckily, there's six of us. Yeah. So that means there's three other people to keep pulling the fucking cow to market. But like it's it's very easy to forget how oppressive that whole period was the unendingness of it um and of course people were dying and people were you know everyone has a version of this story and it's you know i i hate i keep bringing it up in, in these interviews but it's it really is it would be false for me to not say that that's a backdrop to this whole thing because making this record was really like some intense therapy maybe even unhelpful like we just kept recording and kept recording and kept recording for like 15 months until we just sat to be like okay now it's done <laughs> and that was the scariest moment of all because now what now am i still a musician now that i'm not doing this there's no other way that i get to you know prove to myself that i'm still mm. doing this um so i don't know yeah it, it certainly could have could have happened um but we're still here. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I kind of hate asking the COVID question as well, but with pretty much all the music that's come out over the last while, it's the elephant in the room. You kind of have to, it, it's, whether it's intentional or not, I everything think it's, it's boring to us now. Co- like, it's very boring to us now. I think it'll be very easy to forget this. People forget very quickly. And I think it'll, I don't know, it might be an interesting listen a few years down the line to go, Jesus, that was absolutely mental. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It is fucking boring, but tough. That's, <laughs> that's what happens. So. Yeah. But it's, it's a fact. Like, I mean, it, it did happen and ignoring that it happened is kind of pointless. I don't see what that helps us with. It's just kind of like sticking your head. It's like people talking about petrol yeah. prices and not acknowledging the war in Ukraine. <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not trying to equate. I'm not trying to equate, you know, Thumper's music and COVID and the war in Ukraine. That's not a value judgment or anything like that. But I mean, these things are inexorably yeah. linked, you know. And there, there, there is a continuum. We're we're not all islands. So I suppose when we acknowledge that, we're able to move forward together. I suppose without 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 the baggage. I, th- I think maybe the, baggage, the reason, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, I keep bringing it up in while I'm doing press and stuff, and and I we talk about it all the time in the band is because you, you kind of have to exercise you yourself of, 
all that shit. And if you keep it inside and pretend it's not happening, like we had to for a long time, like it was a huge traumatic event that we all went through. Some of us more than others, but everyone went through it. And Mm -hmm. pretending it didn't happen and pretending it didn't affect you is probably pretty damaging, I'd say. So I just, I guess maybe my way of dealing with it is just walk around just shouting facts at interviewers about my, (laughs) you know, the darkest two years of my life. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's fair enough. I I think it's absolutely fair enough. And, you know, look, we are getting through it and people are channeling that energy or lack of energy in certain ways. And uh, from my own perspective, the amount of music that's come out in the last while has been amazing and the quality of it is amazing. So um, whether that is the direct result of COVID or what, I don't know. But here we are. And here we are with a Thumper album. You know, Delusions of Grandeur. It's uh, it's it's out next week. It's out when you're listening. It's, it's out now. Uh, and I very much look forward to listening to the record and also to hearing you perform it live at some stage in the not too distant future. So, Oshin, I have sure. one last question for you. And it's, uh, right, imagine I had a magic yes. wand and I could grant Thumper yes. one wish. What would it what would it be? Now, there is a caveat. It has to be a selfish wish. You can't ask for something altruistic like the war in Ukraine will be fixed peacefully or 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 something like that, okay? You have to ask I want I want something for you, something for the band. You know, let's just take it as read that you're lovely people and you would wish okay. only good things for the world. But what would good thing would you wish for yourself? <sighs> Honestly, just that we can sustain this and stay happy doing it. Like my goals and wishes for this band have like boiled down into something much more basic since, you know, just being able to book a gig and know it will happen means so much to us now being able to put out a record and know that people can hear it means so much to us. So like a couple of years down the line, if I can look back and go, well, we kept doing it and we sustained it. Hopefully we started making a bit of a living from it. That's all I want. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't require, I don't need to be the biggest band in the whole world, but uh, we certainly aren't going backwards so uh yeah i just uh i guess if i could if if i could wish for anything i hope that everyone listens to our brand new record delusions of grandeur and they take from it what they fucking want (laughs) (laughs) brilliant um right so somebody wants to find out more about thumper and your music where should they go they should walk into a record shop and buy delusions of grandeur <laughs> no they we've got a website hellothumper.com and we're on all the socials and all that shit but if you want to know what we're about get the record and come see us live we'll be playing plenty of shows so that's the best way to do it deadly stuff well you can't uh, ask for a better shop window than your own music for demonstrating what a band <laughs> can and can't do so it'll be class uh Oshin, thank you very much for speaking with me today. I do appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Um, I'm looking forward or listening forward to hearing the record. And uh, I very much looking forward to getting a copy in vinyl and playing it loud in my kitchen 
uh, while I lep around the place and drive the children mental. So uh, hopefully we see you live at some stage over the summer. And uh, yeah, we'll pick this up and on. Oshin, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, really nice talking to you, Rob. Irish Beats with Rob O'Connor on Beat 102-103.